Yeah! Welcome, it's two X's and a fucking millennial. I'm Chris. Heather. Sky. I'm a Gen X. Gen X. Millennial. Yep. And we have a great topic for you today. It's super popular, and it is... True crime. Can I just say one thing? Yeah, baby, just say it. Hey, Tara, you want some? This bitch empty. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Oh, I love dun, true dun, crime. Dun. Me too. Or is it dun dun? <laughs> it depends. Order, you know? uh, <laughs> I love me some Law and Order. I mean, that's not true crime that we can't go down no, the Law and Order true. rabbit hole. But with that's this. a long-running TV show. <sighs> it's yeah. a special victims unit with iced tea. Are it's, you kidding me? It's the exact same people watching Law and Order who listen into true crime these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, I it think really so. Is. I think so. But as far as true crime goes, I cannot count the number of uh, fans of true crime who I had no idea that they liked true. It's kind of like just a hidden indulgence among them that people are finally becoming, hi, I'm Chris. I like true crime. I like to hear all of the grisly details of the murder and how it happened and what led them to it. And if the body count isn't high enough, I'm going to turn it off. I'm out. I'm out. (laughs) Okay, for me, I like how they... In the cold cases, how they discovered, like, who the real killer was. How they solve them. How they solve them. Yeah. Solving cold cases. Gotcha. Maybe that's part of why it's become so popular is because Mm -hmm. a lot of these cold cases are getting solved from DNA. Yeah. DNA was the total game changer. I mean, 100%. And that hasn't been around. Let's see. It was just getting its start. I remember when OJ had his trial. Yeah, yeah, that seems about right. I think DNA being introduced in OJ's trial, it was like a yeah. There wasn't DNA when we were born, Sky. That's right. Me and Chris. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is crazy. Bozo the clown, no DNA. (laughs) Oh God. Parents smoking in the living room. Oh yeah, pregnant. Pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, true crime, true crime, true crime, true crime. (laughs) Yes. No, I've got two true crime. Podcasts that I listen to all the time. So like you like weekly. the podcasts? Yes. The best. Gotcha. One of them is Morbid, which is awesome. Have you guys listened to that? I don't think so. Uh, no, but I have it saved to listen to later because you told me about it. Oh, it's one of my favorite podcasts. It's got um, a aunt and a niece who grew up as sisters, but it's kind of like this where they're on two different generations, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And since they're not technically sisters, they like each other and are best friends. Aww, <laughs> because, right. you know, if they actually were sisters, they'd hate each other. They'd never get away with the podcast. You, you say that like someone with two daughters. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yep. I think Sammy and I could do a podcast together. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. There's a big age difference between you two. I think having a big age difference in your siblings is helpful. Is definitely helpful. Oh, yeah. Like, we didn't like each other when I was younger. My other one that I love is also another popular one. It's Last Podcast on the Left. Now, that one I don't know. That one you've talked oh, to you me about. Oh, you have a t-shirt? Wow, nice. Nice plug. Cool. But if you've not listened to the, either of those two, those are amazing podcasts to okay. listen to. So are they true crime? Do they review cases and stuff? That's yes. what they do? Both podcasts, uh, some of my favorite uh, episodes are like 
Morbid did a Jack the Ripper series uh -huh. that was really, really uh -huh. in-depth and very good. And one of the cool things about Morbid, Elena, the older of the two, is an autopsy technician, or at least oh. was until, I don't know if she still is since the podcast is insanely popular. Oh, really? Yes. Cool. That's cool. And then the younger, Ash, is a hairdresser. Mm -hmm. Hairstylist. What's the correct terminology? I don't know. She do hair. She do hair. She do hair. So you got the scientific side, and then you've got the very in tune with the mm -hmm. Gen Z side, and both of them talking about really cool cases. Oh, that does sound interesting. Two di real different viewpoints. Mm -hmm. Cool. Best thing about last podcast on the left, um, they've got three people, three comedians. One of them is former radio. One of them is an actor. Um, but... Their research is insanely in depth. There is a lot of research that goes into all these, all these like podcasts and shows. Yeah. Well, that's I, why we're not true crime. That's yeah. right. We don't need to do I anything. I do that research. We can't get mm -hmm. called. Just find something that we can get called out on that's important <laughs> because none of us have time to do the research. Let's exactly. just be honest. We're just here to talk. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I do both podcasts and TV shows. Mm -hmm. um, the TV shows that I like to watch are The Cold Case Files and Forensic Files. Mm. Yeah. Meaning, I like how they solve these mysteries of yeah. who killed who and how they did it. You and like the step-by-step -step process? I do like the step. That's awesome. They basically tell you the story of what happened first. You know, like, someone broke in, um, they were missing... And then a few days later, they found the bodies. I so, wonder if solving cold cases, too, is, like, a big part of why we, like, we see that there's finally justice because there wasn't much you could do, like, when we were young. I mean, police right. work was, what, fingerprints and mm -hmm. knocking on doors and following leads and no computers yeah. and phone calls. And, and, and now <clears throat> you can do blood, sperm count. You send the team in and they just... The crime scene people, you know, are able to pick apart. And these, these true crime shows talk about the process, which it sounds like you like, Sky. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I find that interesting, too. And they talk about, like, the struggles of, like, these detectives that, you know, we wanted to get the killer. And mm -hmm. it sucks that we have to make it a cold case because there was not enough evidence Yeah, that would be a mm -hmm. hard time. branch of police work to be oh. in because you wouldn't. Definitely. I mean, it would be hard to get satisfaction out of that. What we had whenever you and I were younger... Many times, especially looking at cold case files, inept police work in the 70s and a 80s. A lot of inept police work. And I feel like in the 70s and 80s was when TV started rolling. And there were a lot of cop shows on oh, at the yeah, beginning. A definitely. lot. You know, it was, I don't know, it's interesting. Now we have cop shows still, obviously, but they're yeah. more like lawyers and detectives. These were more like... Cops and robbers and chips, like the yeah. guys on the motorcycles and mm -hmm. Magnum P.I., like... Dragnet. Dra yeah, stuff <laughs> like that. And I don't know how much, like you said, that there were really state FBI's back then. I don't know if that's true or not, because yeah, obviously I didn't research it, but... Right, and I know, <laughs> I guarantee the funding wasn't there like it is now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they could call in, the, you know, like they'll call in the FBI sometimes if they right. don't have... I don't know how that was back then, but you can see how a lot of I do cases that... didn't get solved, you know. Uh, actually, before I get to the next point, let's go ahead and take a break. Cool? Cool. All right. 
Oh, hey, while we are taking this break, social accounts. Social accounts, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. There you go. Look Yay. us up. No, I haven't really done anything with TikTok because I don't know what to do yet. Okay, if you search for two X's and effing millennial, usually yeah. you can find, find our accounts. Yeah. yeah. So just look for that and definitely check out our Patreon. We have our first patron. <laughs> Amanda, my wife. Oh, <laughs> let's give it up for Amanda. Exactly. And Thanks, at that Amanda. level, what a lady. she subscribed so she gets the shout out. Thank you, Amanda. Amanda, you are cool. And Amanda also is generous enough to let us come in her house and every blab week. late in the evening every week. Yes, thank you, Amanda. Thanks, Amanda. And shout out to Josie. Heck yeah. Who has happy a birthday, birthday. today. Happy birthday, Josie. Even though she's not allowed to listen to parts of these podcasts, <laughs> I fast-forwarded it like the last one. We yeah. did the cartoons. I fast-forwarded it to the bluey part. So did she, she like got to that? listen to that part. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Two exes in a fucking millennial. <laughs> we were just talking about being mean to Sky. Last last week we were a little little mean, I think. I don't know that I I don't really notice it until like one of our friends or listeners points it out to me, like <laughs> a, like a mutual friend. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm used to it. I grew up with that. It's but all in love, Sky. I but the, know. yeah, like me and Chris are. I mean, we're nicer than we sound on this podcast. True. I think we can all attest to that. I don't know what happens. Don't don't worry. I'm used to. And being we love Sky. We do. We do. The popularity of true crime in the past 10 years has definitely doubled, if you ask me. I don't yes. know. I mean, it seems like everybody and their brother uh, is interested in true crime. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating because we just have, I've, I've been asking people like what their main uh, media source for true crime listening or watching is. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> like for me, it's. I love Dateline. I love um, 48 Hours. Yeah. All of that. That's probably my favorite. Although I will, like, listen to a good true crime podcast, like, when I'm driving and stuff. Right, right. But the Datelines and and all of those are, um, I don't know why. They're just, like, I could just watch them sometimes all day long. I wonder if it coincides with <laughs> weird. the ID channel. Oh, investigate. Oh, yeah. Yes. I used to be a real be hooked on that channel i'd forgotten all about that channel it's like it's like hallmark is for girls well so is id <laughs> they well, market it toward the women and lifetime would do tr like that's fictionalized right. true crime stories and i loved those like that yeah. was like the movies yeah mm -hmm. yeah the based on a true crime movie that had mm -hmm. like Maybe that's where it started. Candace Cameron in it or whatever. Yeah. And she just falls in love with the wrong man and he's a serial killer <laughs> based yeah. on the Oregon blah, 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 blah. Right. When I when we were younger, my sister, who's a Gen Xer, uh, she also minored in criminology for her bachelor's. She read all the books, like the Anne mm -hmm. Rule books. There were um, really then, I think, just several... I could be wrong, main authors that wrote about cases that had happened. So yeah. they were about cases from the 70s and 80s and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So when when the TV part came around, pre-internet, it was mostly Unsolved Mysteries. Ooh, yes. And um, America's Most Wanted. Like, yep. those were the ones that we had that were... In our time. In our time. And I loved those. Like, that was a treat every week to watch. And, I mean, yeah. you think about... I mean, like, I am in no way, like, 
saying that killing is good no, or that I no. like it. And my no. cousin, when, when I asked her what she liked about them, she just said it's so bizarre to see what people are capable of. Like, as, yeah. as humans, we I mean, it's bizarre to us to see the extremes people go to, which I think that's a valid point. The extremes. There mm-hmm. you go. That's That's what makes it really catching and grabs your mm-hmm. attention is the extremes. And it's so extreme because people do. It's crazy. Yeah. And now we have access to everything about it all the time. True. Insofar as like people that commit these crimes posting on Facebook before they do it or yeah. you know, things like that. The the Facebook or <laughs> the Facebook. But, you and know, the I mean it's so like media centric that, you know, sometimes it's even happening in real time. What was that deal in Idaho recently? Do you remember that? They were searching for the killer and the killer was uh in a lot of these pictures and news stories, and he was standing there in the background of them. Oh, the, the guy that was a criminology student? I think so. Initially, oh. and then, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Yeah, he was, a, he was also a criminology, uh, I think, major. Yeah. And, and forensic, maybe something with forensics, and he had, like, what, planned? Mm-hmm. Just because he wanted to plan a killing, it was completely... Was it right. completely random? I think so. His I, I have followed all of it. As far as, like, there was no... It was a methodical sort of. Right. I'm curious to see the extreme of which I yeah. can. I'm capable of. Ooh. And then he wound up in the posts of people who were taking pictures mm-hmm. of the, like, uh, well, that's, that's vigils cool. and things Ki- like yeah, that. Yeah, killers are always going to show up. They say that that happens. They show up after they want to see the effect of their actions. And yeah. so a lot of the times they'll be at the funeral or at the cemetery of the deceased or that's messed up i know i learned yeah. all this from true crime mm-hmm. well, going back to like how like we listen or watch it there's also two other podcasts that i've listened to yeah actually i was looking through my podcast like what i listened to and besides small town murders mm-hmm. which i know you're not a fan of chris it's a well. Here's my deal with small town murders. We might have talked about this, but I don't. I think I edited it out whenever we did talk about this. Basically, my problem with small town murders is they make fun of everybody. Except you know? and for I'm the... from a small town. Oh, I gotcha. So they make fun of the police department. They make fun of the newspaper people. And it's like a sibling. You know. Like you can, yeah. I can talk shit about my sister, right. but if you do, no. Exactly. Yeah, I get that. I just, but they, they're very <laughs> respectful to the deceased and their families. Though. True. Yeah. Well, that's and they do make a disclaimer, which I actually like their disclaimer. What's your other one? You were saying so, there's two. There's two. And what makes a killer? And this goes into like the deep minds of. Mm-hmm. I've watched those or listened to those yeah. like a couple of times. So, and they do like, you know, serial killers like we may have never heard. And they do major ones. And mm-hmm. their first season, they did John Wayne Casey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I said it correctly. Yep. Gacy. Yep. Gacy. He's a clown. Yes. The clown killer. Pogo. Yeah. I don't know, Pogo. but it yeah. wasn't, it Pogo wasn't Bozo, clown. but now I'm going to think Not that. Bozo. Pogo. He was Pogo the clown. And they went from like his childhood to his adult life to when it happened to the trial and the end result. Mm-hmm. See, I like that. I like a full spectrum like they, story where I can They make right. sure they do their research and mm-hmm. they also have they have the detectives and lawyers that were a part of these cases. Really? Cool. One thing I have noticed, I'm, there's so many podcasts and shows and documentaries out there that uh, a lot of people who are into this really appreciate like I do, the research. Yeah. 
it is a huge job to doing yeah. this research, and that's the main reason I like Last Podcast on the Left. They have a they're they're big enough now. They have a research team who just dive yeah. into everything they do. The uh, the one episode that I was talking about, mm -hmm. he wanted the death penalty, mm -hmm. and the state that he was in. He actually got it to, from the state that he was from, because they didn't do death penalty. Mm. It was lifetime. Mm -hmm. So he... He got it, what, extradited or whatever. He actually <clears throat> committed another crime in another state. He he admitted that. Just so he could get a change of venue? He could... Oh, he could, smart. He could, you know, get the death penalty. And he died before he, that happened. Jeez. So. Cop out. <laughs> yeah, Cop exactly. out when you make people suffer that way. I'm, I'm definitely pro death penalty especially now because we do have dna i mean now mm -hmm. there is not we have so many false imprisonments and false people that are locked up but there is no like there's no excuse for that now right like now we can be like you can't just you know let's prove who it is yeah. as long ideally i mean if there's mm -hmm. better chance of it than before i would say for right. sure for me it's there has to be it it's him like if it's false Right. You know, false, and they give him the death penalty. Then the killer's still out there, you know. Yeah. As in the West Memphis Three case. <clears throat> I, oh, that's a good one. Ooh. That you, was one of the first uh, true crime anything that I remember being kind of slightly obsessed with. Yeah, that was I'm still that was our generation. Yeah, yeah. Damian Eccles mm -hmm. was basically our age. I think he maybe like a year older than me. Young, mm -hmm. very young, still to this day. Yeah. But yeah, and grew up in prison. Pretty much, yeah. Because he was, uh, was he? He was under eighteen whenever. Yes. He whenever was he went away. Sixteen. I'm I not sure exactly how old. They, I know he was a teen. One of them was older. It wasn't him. One of them was like nineteen, and mm -hmm. the other two were like either eighteen and seventeen or something, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, they all went away. And then not only did they go away, but whenever they found out that they were wrongfully imprisoned, the state gave them a screwy sentence. Yes, they did. And to where we'll never know who yep. actually committed that crime. And what's it called? It's the right, it's, they have to. It's some kind of plea. I can't remember the name they of it. They get out of jail, but they, they have to admit, say that they did it or admit in court that they did it. The Alfred plea. The Alfred oh. plea. That's what it is. Yeah. Basically, what it was was part of the uh, plea deal. Um, the three entered into a very unusual Alfred plea deal. What it means is technically they are guilty, so the case is closed. Mm -hmm. But they're no longer. Their names cannot be cleared. Is that what it that, is? That's what I think it is. Their yeah. names can't be cleared. So, yeah. so it, yeah, you're they're right. Acquitted, it, but it they're stops, guilty. It it's, stops them from finding, from doing more investigation. They've got to be exactly. That's so. I know that that's, it's the most fucked up yeah, case. Super fucked ever. up. And these kids just didn't have anyone to stand up for them. They were poor. They were. Do you, you know, know anything about Southern, that? Case? I don't. I will email you a link to okay. that too because it's super fascinating. Okay, so um, some very young children were found bound, naked, and submerged in water in West Memphis, Arkansas. Which is in Arkansas. It's on the other side of the river from Big Memphis. Yeah. Okay. It's right on the interstate, mm -hmm. 
and very high traffic semi truck route, which personally I believe plays a part in those. Probably, murders. yeah. Um, the local police and sheriffs they went on a witch hunt. Witch hunt. And found three kids who were heavy metal kids wearing, like, Metallica T-shirts. Hated authority, black hair, eyeliner. Yeah, they would... <clears throat> they were probably, like, the goth, the heavy metal would, goth yeah. outcasts of that If they were in generation. 2000s, it, they'd be considered goth kids. Yeah, yeah. but real, but all poor, all coming from pretty shitty family backgrounds. Mm -hmm. um, like, so, so all poor. All around. Um, I listened to like Damien's dirt autobiography, mm -hmm. and he grew up in a dirt floor. Yeah. I would like to listen to his autobiography. Well, these kids are teenagers. It, yeah, yeah, and, and they're teenagers. So they have that defy authority attitude, mm -hmm. and all they did, their only crime, was pissing off the judge and mm -hmm. the deputies. And, and, so and people wanting a scapegoat. Yeah. So they said, this is a satanic killing. Mm-hmm. And these guys are Satanists. Because of their heavy metal. Mm -hmm. And some of the literature that was mm -hmm. found in their rooms, mm -hmm. bedrooms, like the books they read and the art they Yeah, create. the art. Yeah. So they must have killed these kids. Case closed. And they sent them away to life. Yeah. Damien Eccles spent life on death row for, oh, decades. Oh, my mm -hmm. God. Yeah. Until finally... What ha what eventually was proven? That it was came just proven around. that it was it was DNA, wasn't it? I think so. <coughs> the, the DNA. DNA that they extracted. Go shout out for DNA. Right. It had didn't nothing match to do with any, any of the three of them at all. But yet they had to be like, yeah, we did it, and yes, yes. they had to enter a new plea, mm -hmm. this Alfred plea, and that was the only way they were going to let them get out of jail. That is yep. so stupid and and really fucked up. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is. And that is. That just reminds me of Stranger Things, the season four. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where I think that's where Stranger Things got its. I uh, mean, I could see for that. the idea of oh my, for oh my god. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it was very like those. That's that was a stereotype of our gen with our generation of. Yeah. Especially with the Satan scare, I would say like a few years older than me were the teenagers that were like. Mm -hmm. More like during the like Satan part, but I got the tail end of it. Like yeah. the music is from the devil, and uh -huh. I mean Methodist Church was telling me this, right? <laughs> like, yeah. But you know, I think that definitely played a big part. But these kids too, nobody's standing up for them. They always had to be like tough, mm -hmm. growing up because they grew up with nothing. One of them had an IQ below. It wasn't yeah. Damien? It was. It wasn't. It was. It I was can't the one his they name. got. They coerced a confession out of the guy, the kid who was slow, Real basically. Sl pretty slow level-wise, yeah. And they have audio recordings of mm -hmm. that confession, mm -hmm. and you can tell you can. that the people leading the investigation are feeding him Yeah, it's answers, not like one 100%. of those. It's not like they're tricking him into something. Like, he's just, he's... They're just asking him over and over, you did this, right? He and then no you concept. saw this, right? Mm -hmm. and, That's so mm -hmm. fucked up. Mm -hmm. He didn't even realize that he was in trouble. Mm -mm. They got a confession out of him and got just him to name to other people. Yeah. And he had no idea that he was going to be yeah, in jail. Yeah, they fed the night. names to him. Mm -hmm. You know, okay. your buddies, you guys do this, you worship this, you know, and they did the whole thing where they didn't give him any food, right, for a long mm -hmm. time and kept him yeah. up. And I don't know if he was a minor. At the time, I didn't have an adult with him. He might have been the one that was 19. I think he was the one who was older. Yeah. 
So, but nobody, no guardian with him, no one there to right. make sure he understood anything, which he for him to be like. Didn't. Mm-hmm. No one for him to be like, I want a lawyer. Right. No, he yeah. didn't even know he was in he trouble. He didn't realize. He kind of thought these police officers were more like teachers. You yeah. Know, dealing um, that kind of authority. Mm-hmm. He didn't realize that they held his life in mm-hmm. their hands. No. Terrible, right? It is terrible. That's so, that's so fucked up. Yeah, and, that's one that I definitely followed before. I mean, and that was before the interwebs and whatnot. And exactly. And that was our generation. Mm-hmm. And now our generation has grown up and we're searching for more and we're stories obsessed. like this. We're obsessed with true... Well, yeah, and obsessed with people that, like, so the case get is- their innocence back, that are wrongly yeah. convicted. Yes. Yeah, that's definitely a Gen X, sort of. stuff like... See, it's stuff like that where it's, like, I don't support the death penalty is when, like... It's right when right. these kids or adults didn't have anything. Right. They were just at the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. And now with our friend DNA, <laughs> you know, there's really, they say that there's no way to really commit a crime very often with zero DNA. And I mean, there mm-hmm. people are so, um, there are so many experts at it and, and the way they can process it now that like really convictions to death row are the false convictions to death row have got to be, if not non-existent, real close. I was well, about yeah. To say, yeah. Okay. So there's. I been... like those stories where there's just like a lot of diabolical planning because I've... I guess I'm twisted. <laughs> I've always given Amanda crap. Uh, Being twin. diabolical. No, she's oh. a twin. Mm-hmm. So her DNA is the exact same as her twin sister. One of them commits a murder, the other one can get. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And to be honest, there are a lot of Lifetime movies about that very thing. Really? <laughs> yeah, you should tell her. I've seen several, like, where one twin, like, is evil, and yeah. 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 That's awesome. I, I've been giving her shit about that forever. That's hilarious. You know, go rob a bank and then blame <laughs> it on your sister. No, that's messed up. That's that's 100% messed up. I'd do it if the, if the payoff was great enough. You know? Heather... <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll be right back with more Two Axes and a Fucking Millennial. Hey. Attention, Gen Xers, Gen Zs, Millennials, Boomers, and all y'all out there on the fringe. Chris here from Two Xs and a Fucking Millennial to let you know about our new Patreon page. Patreon is a safe way to show your support for us by subscribing to one of many tier options. For as little as three bucks a month, you can help us out and make our rent, and in return, you'll get a shout out at the end of an episode. Or maybe you're looking for something a little more tangible. For a bit more month, you can get your very own 2X's coffee mug or hoodie. As a grassroots podcast, it's our goal to keep our content completely free to you, our listeners, with a new episode available each week. However, to make that possible, some of y'all need to help out. So here's what we're going to ask you. If you're listening right now, first... Hit that subscribe or follow button, then feel free to rate our show on whatever platform you're listening on. Secondly, take a second and peruse the links on our show notes. There's links to our Patreon page and all of our social media accounts. Lastly, here's the easiest thing to do. Just share the word. All you have to do is tell three people you know about two X's and an F and millennial, and then once they listen, encourage them to tell three more. Bandwagon, baby. That's how it works. So if you can give monetarily, subscribe to our Patreon. But if not, at the very least, go check it out. Then spread the word. And thank you from all of us here at 2X's. Welcome back. It's 2X's and a fucking millennial. Hello. I am Heather. And I'm Sky. And I'm Chris. 
What did we just do? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I felt kind of weird. Well, you went like, and I thought you were going to say something, so I went ahead and just let you. <laughs> well, when we were uh, off air there for a minute, I was mentioning that my two favorite true crime podcasts, which, I mean, is it a podcast if they show themselves while yeah. they do it? I mean, because they have podcasts on YouTube. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So they're they're both like live or whatever. Not live, mm-hmm. but they both do it. And like Bailey Sarian, her whole thing is murder and makeup. And she does like her oh. whole face of makeup okay. while she tells the stories. Of See, these. And she is really funny and cool. You know who I'm talking about? But yes, I've heard of that. She's and I've adorable. listened to part of one yeah yeah she's just kind of got a funny take on it our friend cat likes her too we were talking about her last night and there's something soothing about watching her do this amazing makeup Mm -hmm. who knew like i don't yeah it's so relaxing it's a really (laughs) cool idea um it was smart move of her very good marketing i was training uh an employee down south and we were talking about what's your favorite podcast what do you listen to stuff like that and she mentioned that Mm -hmm. uh, murder and makeup and i was like okay let's put it on the speaker because we weren't open for business hours yeah so uh, that way i could hear something and it really is she's it's just kind of cool her take on stuff i mean is it's not like super deep, but it's educated, and she's just, I don't know, she's funny. She's mm-hmm. got a humor. The other one that I really like is Kendall Ray, mm-hmm. which a lot of people that I know really enjoy her. And she does all true crime. And she also, you know, she started out small, but she's worked up to the point where she does this full time. And she works with a lot of agencies like the Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Mm-hmm. And she has merch that she sells and gives the Mm -hmm. benefits to these different organizations. And sometimes, sometimes when um, there's someone like a family that needs help, Mm -hmm. like a a family of a victim or something, sometimes um, she'll do things for them and it'll tie into it. And her voice Mm -hmm. is so mellow and relaxing. Like it's not boring. Yeah. It doesn't put you to sleep, but I really do like listening to her relaxing because she just has just kind of this mellow, deep voice and she's upset at the injustices, but she's right. not like yelling at you about it. She's just, yeah. and she does a lot of research. You can tell she does a lot, a lot of research. Yeah. And I think she also, um, I think her husband, they research together and choose their subjects together. She does so many podcasts and they're all really good. Cool. So those are my two favorites. My my current favorite to watch slash listen listen to is uh, Dateline Australia because I found that true crime <laughs> in the Australian accent is double the pleasure and <laughs> twice as soothing yeah. when you hear about these horrendous crimes in right? that awesome, chill Australian accent. And so. Australia is an endless well yes. for true crime. Shout out Australian Dateline. <laughs> There's so many cases that yeah. are Australian. Yeah. I know every time an Australian case comes up on anything I listen to, it's going to be wild and fucked up. And and big. Like, they do it big in oh, Australia. Definitely. It's like stealing yachts and, like, yeah. hiding, you know, the body and, like, I don't know, like a bank. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean. It's just exactly. it's very, like, people, car races and stuff like that, I feel like. You know, and I like going back and hearing about... Those cases that yeah. we, we just heard a little bit about because we just had magazines and right. and Unsolved Mysteries and yeah. stuff back then. And the, what is the Oregon one? That killer, the... Is it Dahmer? No, it's no, not like a famous killer, but it was like no. in the last 20 years and it was... Um, I was only making a Dahmer joke since Dahmer's been like a resurgence. Really? 
who is dumber pop is coming becoming popular again? back in 2022 oh because of the movies yeah no, of the course show and the show which apparently this last halloween people were like dressing up their kids uh-huh. as jeffrey dahmer because evan peters is amazing Jeez. Well, they made him. He made zombies. He was trying to make zombies. I know. I know. Weird. The thing about those two, like, as much as I'm like, Evan Peters, he played Dahmer in this last one, and he was Mm -hmm. amazing because he's a method actor, and he's really good, like, so disturbing that I don't really find him sexy anymore, which is kind (laughs) of sad. Yeah. Because I did before in all his other weird roles in American American Horror Horror Stories. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, please don't it, take it took, that role. It took Dahmer to to calm me down on on him in that way. But the other thing you have to think about too is like it really upset the families. Um, that one in particular. Oh really? Um, that movie or that series yeah. really upset them because well, it's bringing, like you said, a resurgence in Dahmer, and that just makes them relive the nightmare. So mm-hmm. then I I will feel guilty about watching stuff like that because yeah. I do think about the families and stuff. Do you remember, it's got to have been 20 years ago by now, because I remember the movies uh, being at Movie Gallery. (laughs) That's how long ago it's been. But there was a series of movies made, and one of them was just Gacy, and one of them was Bundy, Mm -hmm. and one of them, they they made like a series in a matter of three or four years, and... I don't know. Those are really good. They're fucked up movies. Are they? Yeah. Are they like... really good. True crime movies, or are they like yeah, fictionalized? I mean, is it like acted out, or is it presented like who they definitely are? Definitely not a documentary. Okay, they're gotcha. definitely movies. Gotcha. Like, just this, their life story type of their crime story and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'd totally be down with watching that. The main reason I remember it is the cool cover art. Like, okay, here's the one for Gacy. Whoa. <laughs> and all the cover That's art. creepy as fuck. For each movie. Uh, uh, nope, 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 nope. Guys, nope, nope, nope. go on your phone, look up the movie Gacy. It was 2003. And uh, look at the cover art. It has him, the actor who's portraying him. So uh, creepy. In the pogo makeup. Uh, it's so creepy. But uh, yeah, like uh-uh. the cover art for every movie that they did was, was like creepy that. like that. That's kind of a cool. I and I can vividly uh, remember going through a uh, movie uh, gallery and seeing these on the shelves. Uh, did you watch them all? I don't know if I watched all of them, but I watched quite a few of them. Because they fun. did like four or five of them right there in that. That would have been a fun weekend back then. Oh, definitely. Still would be, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe for you guys, not for me. Sky, I, I think that it's interesting that you don't like horror movies, but you really enjoy true crime. I know, it's weird. I know a few people, like one of my sisters, the one I talk about that started me on true crime, she also hates horror movies, has no interest in being scared you know, which is pretty normal. I mean, honestly. But she loves true crime. The one with Dahmer was Jeremy Renner played Dahmer. Oh, yeah. 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 Wait, Hawkeye played... Jeremy creepy. Hawkeye played... Yep. Played Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, my God. In 2002, 2004. But, yeah, Jeremy Renner. You were still a young lass. I was... Hawkeye played Dahmer. Yeah. No, that's, that's sad. Well, I mean... Kids that grew up watching Austin and Allie, oh my god, he played Dahmer. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be a shock to the system. I mean, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of difference between the viewing uh, habits in our generations of true crime 
if anything, I think that millennials and and uh, zillennials lean more towards podcasts. Like my sister and her mm-hmm. friends, she said, like the the youngest one, she's like, yeah, that's where she gets hers is podcasts more. And I think like I know that I prefer to watch like I keep saying Dateline yeah. in forty eight hours uh-huh. and stuff. So that's the only trend I see, but it's not even a big trend. So. I think that we can just conclude that we all love true crime, which is messed up, but kind of understandable because if we're looking at it happening or reading about it happening, it's not happening to us. Not happening. There you go. It's not happening to us. That is my theory. It's not happening to us. It's not happening to us. And when we hear people solve a crime on a true crime podcast or how they solved it, it reassures us that, you know, I think it's all psychological. Now, this is a third party quote, so I don't know if it's a real quote or not. Um, but a friend of mine once told me that he read Stephen King say in an interview, how do you come up with all these crazy ideas? Well, I just think about the absolute worst thing that could happen. That way it won't happen to me. I have actually heard that quote. I forgot about that. You know? So yeah, that's probably... It's along those lines, Mm -hmm. the psychology Mm -hmm. of think about the worst that could happen. Yeah. Because it's not like we're relishing in anyone's pain because we're all horrified by it. So that's not even a part of it. And it's not even a, I'm glad it's not me thing, really. It's it's more like like what you said. Like if it's Mm -hmm. happening, then it's not going to happen to me. There's some sort of control. And we really don't have control because people are crazy. (laughs) True. (laughs) The weird thing about me, um, I'm kind of the opposite of my wife, whereas she can't watch those movies mm-hmm. that, you know, it just tears your guts up. Mm-hmm. Me, about once a year, I find myself, I have to listen to the September 11th tapes Ooh. and news stories. Is that how you just get it kinda, out? Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, to deal rough. with it. You yeah. know what I mean? Even though it happened during like all of our generations, I was like three when that mm-hmm. happened, when you two were in our twenties, yeah, functioning 20s. adults, yeah. Uh, hmm, there's others. There's other huge disasters that are kind of like that. Um, could stomach it? I think I would probably do the same thing with the Jonestown tapes. Mm. But I've listened to that once, and I cannot stomach yeah, listening to it to too. It again. Do you know what Jonestown? Trying was? to understand. No. It was a cult in oh. South America. Yeah. I'll send you a link. Okay. No, you need... Because if there's anything better dead. than murder shows, it's cult shows. That's true. Like that uh, <laughs> SNL clip that I love so very much that mm-hmm. I send to you guys once every couple months. But Jonestown culminated <clears throat> in a mass... They call it a mass suicide, and really it was murder. Everybody drank the, that was the drink cyanide... The Kool-Aid drink. Yeah. That's where the drink the Kool-Aid kind of term comes from. If you've mm-hmm. ever heard that, like, don't drink the Kool-Aid... Is that where uh, Family Guy got their one? Oh, I'm sure. Probably, yeah, I'm sure. Because we're talking hundreds dead. Children, lots of kids, yes. right? It was, yeah, it was a family, lots of kids. Uh-huh. I uh, watched a really good interview with um, one of the survivors of Jonestown one time. I can't remember. It was probably on Dateline. Right. I think she was like a nine-year-old child mm-hmm. at the time yeah. and saw her mother and sister just... They, you know. Yeah. And so. Cyanide is not a good death. No. Saw, she saw them. Convulsing, foaming. Yeah. I mean, I horrid. mean, yeah. Yeah. That's one of probably the worst. Yeah. It doesn't go quick. No. And she, I don't know, she said she was with another woman that 
pulled her along and somehow she got out, but she lost all of her family members. And it was like her mom, her siblings, her mm -hmm. dad, um, her aunt and uncle, her cousins, they were all in Jonestown. And she was the only one left of her like family line. That just isn't that so crazy. It's hard for me to even fathom yeah. that happening. Yeah, and I think that's part of why we find it so interesting. I think so too. Well, you know, cults are really like we should maybe do a whole episode on cults sometime. Oh yeah. <laughs>
I'm just going to read this. What about Wikipedia. the girlfriend? Um, that would be Cindy Hindi. I remember the name. Cindy Hindi. I think is what it is. I'll actually look that up. Well, that's why. That's why she it should turned be out in that the, way. It should be in whatever you're looking up at. Um, Note to parents, don't name your child in a, in a manner such as that. He would kidnap between five and six women a year, holding each of them captive for around three to four months. During that period, he'd sexually abuse his victims, sometimes involving his dog or his wife, uh, often torture them with surgical instruments, then drug them with barbiturates in an attempt to erase their memories. Now, what's weird is there is one... Whenever they arrested him, they found video footage, of course. Dumbass. So they started going through all these videotapes, found a victim... Um, who had a specific tattoo on her leg. Mm -hmm. And they put a picture of the tattoo mm -hmm. out in the papers, and the victim had no clue that she was a victim. Oh, my God. She had been either repressed memory or hypnotized or and both. drugged enough. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, what? A, imagine how yeah, shocking and awful Investigators that would be. had to show her <gasps> the video of her. Before she would believe Before it. Before she bought it. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it was yeah. pretty fucked up. Mm -hmm. Sounds like I've got some nice, relaxing true crime to listen to while I go to sleep tonight. Well, if you're going to listen, do not listen to... There is an audio tape. There's an audio clip. Because what he would do... And you'll oh, I'm know not going to listen to any Because sort of it is just... specifically David Parker Ray talking. And he would play this as his victims woke up. From, oh, what a freak. Yeah, so they wake up chained in a room, and they hear this audio tape, and it's talking directly to them, and it's telling them what's going to happen to you over the next week, months, or whatever. Oh, my God. And that audio is on the internet. You oh, don't, my. No, I don't want to yeah, hear that. You don't want to hear that. It's yeah. it's horrid. So is he dead now? Yes, he, he did. died in 2002. Have you guys watched Mindhunter on Netflix? No, but I've considered it, which is a lot for me because I don't Freaking watch it. Freaking awesome. My, okay, I'll watch it's, it. Uh, fictionalized, of course, but it's basically about when the FBI began um, oh, yeah, that's interviewing right. serial killers to create a profile. The psychologic. Yeah. yeah. They had never tried mm -hmm. that science of profiling before, and it's about uh, the first FBI agents and team who started doing profiling. Oh, that's a show my kiddo and I could watch yeah. and get into. It's really cool. That sounds pretty it's sweet. Really cool. There's, I, I'm kind of more of the true kind fringe, I guess, because, yeah, like, that's a fringe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. I just, I, I just like how they, like, go from, like, the beginning to the end and about how, like, for when I listen to my serial killer podcast, how how they were born and raised and how their family lifestyle may have altered their... Nature, nurture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, altered their brain chemistry too. Yeah. That's happened. true. They are really discovering a lot about abuse and brain chemistry. Which, mm -hmm. that was which part of the reason why John... Not an excuse, but they yeah. are discovering... Yeah. Well, that's part of the reason why John Wayne Gacy was... That's what they theorized was because of how much his father abused him to the point that, you know... Well, okay, yeah, you say that, but you have to define and, the abuse. Like, it, he, Gacy, Gacy's victims were men, and 
he hated homosexuals. Mm -hmm. It was like he hated himself. Mm -hmm. And the reason he hated homosexuals, I'm pretty sure it was his dad, yeah. beat that into him. Mm -hmm. You know? That's pretty pretty normal for that time. Yeah. For that time period, For depending yeah. on the parents. I mean, that's just kind of... Mm -hmm. Understand. Sad. Yeah. He also had, like, a very low IQ. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that was also another factor that they thought was part of it. So the abuse of his dad plus his See, I would I would say most killer, the, serial killers probably have high IQs, though, right? Like Dexter? <laughs> Not like Dexter, <laughs> so but like, I mean, just to be able to pull off the crimes and get away yeah. with it for that many crimes well, you would, is right. what I mean. You yeah. would think, but for... For this guy, no, huh? No. No, he had, about him. he had a low IQ, hmm. and then instead of getting the help that he needed to be a successful citizen in today's society, mm -hmm. he didn't get the help. His father mm -hmm. abused him to the point that, you know, his brain chemistry changed a lot. I think we've pretty much gone over all of it. All the serial killer talking for tonight. All the serial killer talking that you was can awesome. take. I'm probably going to have nightmares now. <laughs> <laughs> Just go watch a, you know, Romeo and Juliet and you'll be good. <laughs> I just, I'm going to listen to some Dateline Australia on my way home. Listen, Romeo and Juliet was cringe. <laughs> you know what else is cool about Dateline Australia? I just got to say it. Mm -hmm. The chick that I watched most of them with, I didn't even remember her name, but... She's just like, they're no nonsense with their words. Yeah. Like, well, she'll talk about them and she'll go, this sadistic, psychotic, horrible act of, like, they yeah. really, like, they do not mince words when they talk about them, and I love it. Like, and it's also <laughs> in the Australian accent, so it's even cooler. This fucker. <laughs> this disgusting man <laughs> took this child and, you know, it's. It's the exact opposite of British. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's weird. It's weird. The British have more of a calming mm -hmm. voice for them. All right. I think that's going to wrap it up for us. I'm Chris. I'm Heather. Sky. Hey, we're two actors and a fucking millennial, and we'll see you next week. Good Adios. Night. Bye. Bye. Bye.